I came here with my dick in my hand. Don't make me leave here with my foot in your ass. Be cool. I came here with my dick in a bag. Don't make me leave here with one foot in the past. Be cool. I came here with a dick in my band. Don't make me leave here with my foot in a cast. Be cool. I came here as a chickenogram. Don't make me leave here in a Renault bass. Be cool. I came here for the knitting exam. Don't make me leave here without booking the class. Be cool. I came here with a cardiogram. Don't make me leave here with a lithiograph. Be cool. I came here with my dick in some jam. Don't make me leave here with a chicken madras. Be cool. I came here with meticulous plans. Don't make me leave here with a homeopath. Be cool. I came here with a pitcher of wham. Don't make me leave here with a full tank of gas. I'm King Lear, give me 65 grand. Don't call me Ramirez when I'm shopping for hats. I came here in a rickety van. Don't take that pizza in my beautiful bath. Good day, weird with a dick is my brand. Don't make me sit here with a poo in my pants. I came here with the Michelin man. Don't make me leave here with a mountain of trash. I gave her all my picnic ham. Don't make me leave here when my school's understaffed. A Kaylee with a slippery gran. Don't make me leave her in a fountain of cash. I came here with a rip in my pants. Go away from me, dear, in the loo round the back. I came here reading Kubo the Cat. Don't make me with the hibbity Oh, oh my, oh, jeez, what happened? God, you know, one second, I was just, uh, just trying to get some sleep, right down here on the bottom of my wardrobe, you know, I thought I'd just, uh, thought I'd just pop in here, and crawl up on the floor, and, you know, make a pillow out of this huge pile of ironic work shirts that I bought in the early noughties, I thought, oh god, this would be nice, just, it's so nice and quiet in here, and, Smells of sawdust, the fabric conditioner. It's just so nice in the wardrobe, just so warm and uncomplicated that I thought I'd just, I'd just have a little sleep. Just a quick little sleep. And then, you know, later on, later on today, I can work out what to do about my career and my future and all that stuff. But for now, you know, just have a little sleep. But then, um, there was this loud noise. Uh, um, probably just like the postman putting something through my door or maybe my cat screaming at its own reflection, but whatever that noise was, it, it surprised me so much that I, I sat up really fast, and I think, oh, I, I, think, I think that I sat up so fast that for a second, I pierced the space-time continuum. I think just for one moment, I just nudged myself out of the time flow, and, and as I did that, I managed to just turn my head just far enough to the side 
that I saw all the other universes. The billions and billions and billions of other universes that all ran parallel with mine. You know, every decision that I could have made, every every conceivable crossroads, right? And it was it was chaos, right? It was utter chaos. Now, I don't know if you've watched that film on the internet where someone has overlaid every single episode of Friends on top of each other. But, but, but that's what it felt like. It's like this kind of gooey, soporific blur. But then, like, I noticed something in the blur, right? Something, something that was always the same. No matter what universe you were in, there was this, this single convergence point in, in every single universe that I saw, there was the New Orleans Grammy-nominated rapper, Mystical. I don't know why he was always there, but he was. He was all. He was always there. I don't know. Maybe, perhaps, every timeline requires there to be a rapper called Mystical. I don't know. Maybe he's some sort of quantum stud that anchors the multiverse. You know, some sort of non-skippable cutscene in this sandbox adventure that we call planet earth so you know I, I, I saw him right i saw mystical and he saw me but when he began to sing his song to me the neptunes produced shake your ass from his fourth album let's get ready when he started to sing that song to me i heard not one song but every song, every possible combination of words he could have possibly uttered. And sure, some of those songs felt like thinly veiled sexual threats and you know, maybe feel really uncomfortable. Others were about food, something about homeopathic doctors. I can't really remember, but, but here's the point. Here's what it showed me. It, was, it showed me that beneath the ebb and flow of language, the essence of all the songs was the same. I came into this world knowing that I wanted to do something fun. I don't want to leave this world having done something awful. I want to be cool. That was what I heard. That was what I heard hidden inside Mystical's beautiful voice. Inside that chorus of angels, I heard a voice that cries out, I want to be cool. And maybe that, maybe that is why there is a mystical in every timeline. Because he's like the motherfucking 2001 monolith. You know, he's God's word made stone. No, no, that's probably not true, is it? No. Uh, but, but, but truly, but truly, it was the best birthday song that I had ever heard. Because that's why it, it is my birthday. Yes, it is. Happy birthday to me. But also, um, also happy birthday to you podcast listener because it's also the end of the first year of the imaginary advice podcast 21 episodes a year of stories uh, some true some false some falling somewhere in the middle uh so yeah can i i'll thank you thank thank you to all the people who have emailed me about the podcast over the last year uh you've no idea how much that means to me and also thanks to everyone who left a nice review on itunes and thanks to everyone who bought a copy of my spoken word album like even getting a couple of quid really makes a difference in being able to keep producing this uh you're the ones who make it possible thank you okay right that's the end of the soppy bit all the disney critters can retreat back into the forest now that bit's over um 
I am interested in birthdays because because uh, how we feel about birthdays changes so much over the course of our life, doesn't it? You know, your birthday is supposed to be like the day when you get to prioritize the one thing you love doing more than anything else, right? What do you want to do? That's your day. That's what they say, right? It's meant to be the distillation of your desires. Um, but desire evolves so fast, doesn't it? Maybe desire moves faster than anything else. When I line up all my old birthdays uh, back to back, I, I barely recognise myself in any of them. It's just one big long line of jerks. 36 jerks. All those previous versions of me seem wrong. Like, how did I think any of those things would make me happy? Too many birthdays with my foot in my ass. We really should have had my dick in my hand. Now, I, I think it's all too easy to say to yourself, oh, okay, well, this year I'm just going to do the same thing for my birthday that I did last year. But that, that right there, that's the problem, isn't it? You're not the same person. No, like, you can't let the anniversary of your birth pull you out of the time stream. You've got to stay in the moment. You've got to work out who you are today like what you want today not not 12 months ago who you are right now so who am i like right now on this day today like who am i what do i want uh well well what i am is a 36 year old man uh recording a podcast in the bottom of a wardrobe hey let's just get out of here uh after all you know there's, there's only there's only so much that you can learn about a person uh, when they're sitting in the bottom of a wardrobe, isn't it? Okay, let's just come out of the bedroom. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the landing of my house now. Uh, I've been living in this house since uh, April this year. Um, it's a brand new house. It's just built. Uh, it still smells uh, like the uh, the air freshener that the people put in the house to sell it. Uh, can I have magnolia and lavender. Okay, well, that isn't a tremendously uh, powerful detail. Is it, you know, to, not much of a backstory, just to tell you that I live in a new build. But uh, it's, uh, it is a detail though. Uh, I'm slowly starting to flesh out my character. Just go down the stairs. This is my cat. His name is Moomin. He has the indignant ashen grey face of an elderly colonel who's just had a bowl of soup tipped into his lap. Hello. Okay, just heading outside now. Oh man, okay, so uh, I'm kind of walking up my street now. And uh, I live on like a, this kind of new town estate. They're, they're still building the street right now, actually. Uh, there's still some houses that are yet to be finished. Like a lot of it, it doesn't even have people living in it yet. I'm trying to expand my universe for you, you know, to try and show you a little bit more of uh, who I am and where I live. You know, I'm kind of living in a place that as yet doesn't have a history or a sense of community. I mean, it will, but it's kind of down to us to to, to, to give it one, I suppose. Uh, I'm right by the... Uh, the football ground that's just over uh, to my left, just behind this row of houses here. Uh, Peterborough's football team are called the Posh. That, that, that is all I know about them. But uh, that does mean that lots and lots of uh, businesses in Peterborough uh, have a 
posh prefix, posh cars, posh phones, posh sandwiches, etc. Uh, there's a uh, there's like a busy motorway, like a dual carriageway uh, to uh, to the east of the house, and then uh, and a train line like immediately to the north. So as a result of that, uh, there tends to be like quite a lot of just like background noise, just kind of dirty grey noise that tends to sort of run like sort of day and night. But uh, you don't tend to notice it once you've been here for a little while. It's actually uh, it's probably quite good for insomniacs, you know. So bland, but you know, nice, nice blandness. You'd like, like, uh, like uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. There's a certain, you know, there's a lot of comfort to that, that kind of quiet emptiness. As long as you don't think about it too much. This underpass is always full of uh, kids' graffiti. Down here, some kids written, "Don't cry," and someone else has written. Always smile. Nothing else. I like twins. I like no trains. Okay, that makes more sense. I like trains. See, it's not you know. It doesn't feel necessarily very bad to me. You know, I don't you know like I don't feel threatened by that. Just on the ramp on the other side, it says, "Keep walking. Suicide is life." Okay. So I don't feel self-conscious about uh, recording this. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just doing it on my phone and putting it to my ear. So uh, so it just it just looks to the uh, to the casual observer like I'm just having a, a phone conversation with a cool mate. Uh, obviously the jokes on them. I don't have any mates. such a classic kind of British winter sky today. It's that sort of colour of cheap school paper. Uh, right here, there's, they've, uh, there's a little tiny children's roller coaster uh, that they've, uh, they've put up in the sort of pedestrianised centre. It's called Runaway Train laughter and excitement all the way and it kind of features kind of like a series of kind of non-licensed uh, Disney characters actually kind of hobnobbing with some Warner Brother characters as well so you get to have Bugs Bunny and uh, and Mickey Mouse and uh, Aladdin all kind of hanging out together it shouldn't be allowed. Disgusting. Now we're just passing Timpsons, uh, where you go to take the keys cut. Little tip, uh, if uh, you need to get a new hole punched in your belt, um, they'll do that for free. And that's how this podcast gives back. You know, you're welcome. That's, uh, you know, who knows when you'll find that useful. Okay, we'll do another one. Uh, HSBC here, uh, often uh, if you go into HSBC, um, they've got like a free espresso machine. I mean, it's meant for their kind of their, uh, 
their business customers. But if you just kind of go in uh, to their uh, into the lobby and you know just say that you're waiting for a friend whilst you're kind of just sit there and kind of waiting. Uh, as many espressos as you like. And you know, they've got their own radio station. It's pretty good. You don't need to go to these kind of expensive music festivals. You know, just knock back four espressos and uh, listen to the... Uh, Just a little scene played out in front of us there. A, uh, a man uh, had his red baseball cap blown off his head and he had to chase it along the courtyard. And then when he collected it, a, uh, a youth uh, smoking a cigarette uh, told him that he should keep his hat on, uh, suggesting that the man had lost his temper, not his hat, because that's what the idiom means. But of course he meant it in the literal sense because he had actually lost his hat. Um, that's just a little sample of the kind of humour you can just kind of see out here on the street on a day-to-day -day basis. I've got to say though, I mean, despite how fucking miserable the weather is out today and just how pretty much the entire landscape is just browns and greys, it, it looks like the entire colour palette for today was just dug out of somebody's fingernails but even despite all of that the people are in pretty good form right I'm just seeing you know like it's actually like town's quite busy okay so right here is the place yeah yeah it's here this, this is uh, this used to be uh, like a Caribbean restaurant like a, and I came here. I came here with my girlfriend uh, when we first moved to Peterborough. Um, man, I've forgotten the name of it, but like you know, I, I still, I, you know, I can remember how, I remember how it used to make me feel when I used to walk down the street. You know, like seeing that place. It was always, uh, it made me feel like the tide was turning. You know, like it, it's always good to see like an independent business popping up in between. You know, charity shops and pound stores. Because, you know, one month you got a Caribbean restaurant. Next you got, uh, you know, an independent bookshop. Maybe a couple of non-chain bars. A few more, you know, get a couple more sandwich shops named after their owner. Ed's, Julie's. When we went to the, this this restaurant, the the Caribbean restaurant, uh, um, I think I think we might have ended up going on their, on their opening week. Uh, I remember that they uh, they served us cocktails in wooden monkey heads, and uh, and uh, after the meal, the waiter said that we should hang around because because uh, there was going to be like a steel band coming by, and I kind of think maybe we should have hung around. I don't know where we we had somewhere else to be, and we left, and we should have stayed and listened to the music because because we never came back, and uh, you know now it's gone. Sometimes I, I actually I walk down the street and I forget that it's not there anymore. So it feels a little bit like a phantom limb, you know. Like you know, I'm walking down the street and I, I look for the yellow sign, and then I realise I'm not looking at the right place at all. I'm looking at Snappy Snaps, which is two doors down. And Snappy Snaps is depressing at the best of times. You know, no one likes to be reminded of the death of the photo printing business, uh, particularly not when they're trying to just pick out a nice curry.
sometimes life can feel like a list of things to be crossed off. You know, we find ourselves hurrying through experiences to get to the next one. And I know that I say words like, that was nice, all too often, right? I know that. But that the meal at the Caribbean restaurant was... It was nice, nice, it was nice. So, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm just going to try and make a point of remembering these things from now on, right? I'm going to try to remember to return to the places I was happy before they disappear from the earth. Although, I like, anyway, look, the whole point of doing this trip was to remember what my universe looks like today. You know, not how it was like a year ago or like ten years ago. It's meant to be like what it's like on this day today, right, in the moment. I'm trying to anchor myself back inside my own time stream. There's a nightclub here called Ghost. That's a bit of a weird name, right, for a nightclub. You know, would you really go to pool in a club called Ghost? There's, there's nothing really sexy about ghosts, is there? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe with the, the possible exceptions of Patrick Swayze uh, and uh, that, uh, that montage in uh, Ghostbusters when Dan Aykroyd gets a, gets a blowjob from a ghost. But that's about it. Okay. Okay, we're here. I'm at the bowling alley. Alright, cool. I must admit, like, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why I've come here, but you know, maybe it's because, uh, well, I had this, uh, this, 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 this screenplay which I, which I once wrote for a, uh, for like a sci-fi film, and uh, in it there was this guy who he was like slowly losing his mind, um, and like the first clue he got that, uh, that like someone was messing with him was uh, one day he went bowling and he'd been like shit at bowling his entire life. And then one day he went bowling and he scored like constant strikes all the way through. And like, that was like the thread that kind of like that he started to pull. I mean, eventually he discovered the truth, right? Which was that in actual fact, his neighbor had built a machine that he was turning on every single night that was slowly transferring all of his neighbor's thoughts into his head. Uh, so kind of like slowly, the reason why this guy was getting so confused is because he was like slowly becoming two people, like two pin codes for his credit card, two times that he lost his virginity, you know, two appendix operations, two birthdays as well, right? you know, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and uh, and of course, yeah, and, and as part of that, that process, he'd also accidentally inherited his his neighbor's bowling prowess. Now, I mean, I, I, I like that story. Uh, no, no one else really did. But, uh, but you know, but, 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 no, but I liked it. I, I guess it's because I like the idea that, like, your bowling score was somehow, like, a deep reflection of your mind, right? 
that. Of course, you know, some prints can get hacked, signatures can be copied, but like your bowling technique, like your bowling technique is a is like a complex series of muscle memories that are almost impossible to fake. So the one day that you suddenly find yourself bowling like a demon, that's when you know that you've been possessed. So that made me think, you know, like uh, maybe this is a good way, this is, I mean, Christ, it's just like a wild walk, you know, like how, how you know, I, I didn't really know how to end it. This felt like a good way to end it, you know, like, uh, you know, I could come to a bowling alley and I could bowl and then I could let that, 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 that bowl be my, kind of my signature, my kind of closest thing I can get to like a definitive interpretation of who I am at this moment in this city ad infinitum. Cool. Okay, so here we go. All right, let's do it. And yeah, and it was a garble. Okay, I mean, you know, let's well, let's just say, well, that's fine. Let, 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 that's just who I am, right? Isn't it? That's that that, that, that you know, that, I mean, that feels right, you know, in a lot of ways. So let's just let that stand. Let that be my signature. That could be my self-portrait at uh, at 36. <laughs> there, okay, now <well>, fine. <laughs> my people look at me like a sinner, but I tell you, old boy, just play for my dinner. So, that's the end of the podcast for another episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, next time I'll be back in my wardrobe with uh, with a new story, but I'll leave you now with the man I found singing outside the Heart Foundation on the way home. So until next time, friends. So long. Imaginary advice.